to The Polygon Show. I'm Simone Rochefort, and I'm joined today by Ashley O. Hello. That hair sweep was so beautiful. <laughs> Everyone needs to do that now. Nope. Right. Chelsea Stark. Do it. Nope. Why? Hi. I'm not doing that. <laughs> Allegra <on>. Frank. Hello. <laughs> I mean, Rocco. <laughs> Rocco. Rocco, yes. <laughs> What if we called me Rocco for the rest of the show? That's a good uh, audio joke, certainly. So let me explain. (laughs) (laughs) Allegra is wearing uh, a dress that she got from Hot Topic that was Mm. delivered to her right here in the office the other day, which I soundly mocked her for. And then I realized, (laughs) no, she's actually, it's a really cute dress based on Rocco's modern life. Yes. This dress is A show that I hate, but a dress (gasps) that I love. Oh my God, Simone. We don't talk about that. It's fine. We're still friends. Wrong but opinion, but fine. Wrong opinion. Yeah, but for one hour a day. Well, for thir- every Thursday from five to six, we're friends. We're friends, yeah. yes. Um, so I'm wearing this nice, like, T-shirt dress that is modeled after Rocco's shirt from Rocco's Modern Life. It's literally a cosplay dress. I don't care. It's cute. If you don't know the reference, it's just a cute dress. If you know the reference, it's even cuter. I called it a so. Rugrats dress when I first saw it. <laughs> that works too, baby. I don't care. And then my second guess was Patty Mayonnaise. <gasps> oh my also god! Look, work too. I was all in the right era and network. Dots. Yeah, mm-hmm. she did a podcast. Mm. Let's start the day off with a lightning round. Send me the lightning round questions from Twitter, Mister Studio. <laughs> I'm never gonna say those words again. This is from Owen Lars too. I just saw the trailer for the Harry Potter mobile game and was wondering if y'all get as much perverse pleasure as I do, reminding my friend, remembering my friends debating Hogwarts houses. No, reminding my friends debating Hogwarts houses that they are American and wouldn't have been in any of the houses. Ooh, controversial opinion. Wow, I've uh, never thought about that. Owen, thanks, Owen. Owen, you literally just ruined my life. Yeah, it's kind and of a buzzkill. Now I'm really upset. They're yeah. gonna be transfer students canonically, though. Wizarding schools in America. But the point is Hogwarts houses. We yeah. don't have an I don't we care. Not a direct analog. I will be in American houses. Oh, didn't they? Name, they, an, they name one American house. <laughs> they had that American sorting hat and everyone did it and yeah. nobody remembered their school. Yeah, no. It's true. Wait. Oh my God. I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't even but remember what, what the school what, was but called. It, but were they like the same kind of four themes or were they like different? I can't remember. I, I think that they were different. Probably, okay. Well, I, uh, I don't know. So there wasn't like a Gryffindor equivalent. It was just like a. Ilvermorny is our school. Ugh. <sighs> Y'all. No. So wait, no. what What houses were you all sorted into when you took the test? The Hogwarts test or the Ilvermorny test? The Pot. <laughs> The Pottermore official official Pottermore test. I don't know. That's what it is. (laughs) What are you talking about? Harry Potter together. I said Ilvermorny. It's really funny that you're like, oh, you mean the Ilvermorny test? Oh, okay. Yeah, I the the school that I couldn't remember merely one minute ago. I now know all about. Actually, (laughs) I don't remember. I don't remember my Hogwarts house. I don't remember my Ilvermorny house. Do you you not like Harry Potter? I'm just wondering. I do like Harry Potter. Uh, Well, how do you not know your house? I have crisis of confidence. I can't decide between what? Uh, Gryffindor. Ravenclaw, Hufflepuff, or Slytherin. Okay, well. (laughs) You should definitely take that test then. I did take the test. You need to take it again. I I get different results all the time. Anyway, we don't get any pleasure out of this, Owen Lars. Owen second. Disappointing. You and your, the Lars family can just go to heck. But you never, wait. You never answered Chelsea's question. Um, okay, so I feel like inside I'm a Ravenclaw, but apparently I'm a Gryffindor. Ha! That sounds fair. Ha! What do you mean ha? What is ha? Because I'm a Slytherin. Of course you are. Of course you are. Goddamn Slytherin. Slytherin. I didn't know. (laughs) Oh my god. I would have never guessed. Oh, here's why. Our relationship is that of a Gryffindor and a Slytherin for sure. (laughs) And what are you? A Ravenclaw. That's what, yeah. I'm just going to slink back into my tower making bad puns. No, I think then, like, because of this, Simone has to be a Hufflepuff. Exactly. We have to, like, I'm happy to be a Hufflepuff. We're, like, calling the house corners right here. The fact that she can't make a decision is very Hufflepuff to me, so. Yes! Mm -hmm. Good. Next question. (laughs) Why? What is going on? The Davenporter asks, what Sega Dreamcast game deserves a modern reboot? Oh, my God. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2? Or Shenmue, because I really want to play it. 
Probably. Well, Shenmue is getting not a reboot. I don't want to play Shenmue 3. <laughs> play Shenmue 1. We should just probably play Shenmue 1. Yeah, I want to play Shenmue 1. So that's what you would reboot as well, Chelsea? I can't remember. Name me some. It's been. Oh, you are looking <laughs> at the wrong that. Hufflepuff. Yeah. <laughs> What, do you okay, did you have a Sega Dreamcast? I didn't. I always wanted one, and I think when we when Allegra and I were in Japan, I found some used ones, mm -hmm. and I really wanted to buy them, but they were in Japanese, <laughs> and it wouldn't have mattered. But someday I'll, someday maybe yeah. someday. I don't know. I had like two friends with Dreamcasts. I never owned a Dreamcast. I do remember that you could pirate the games by just burning them onto a CD. Yeah. That was the one feature of Dreamcast. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh oh. But piracy is wrong. Nope. Yes. Yes. Next question. <laughs> this is from No Scope Radio. What game do you want a character cafe for? <gasps> I want a Neko Atsume cafe. Yeah. Wait, that's just a fucking cat cafe. But then it has all this cute Neko Atsume stuff. And there's a tubs there. That's so a just, cat cafe. I'm just thinking realistically. You can't have real cats. Uh, I don't think no scope radio. <laughs> don't make fun of me for not being able to read. I don't think they said that I'm I can't have a cat I'm not educated. Question. Would you only allow cats that are the exact doppelgangers of the Neko Atsume cats? Yes. Okay. Chelsea, what about you? I want a Petey the Piranha Plant cafe where it's just the piranha plant from Mario Brothers. I don't know why. why? Oh. <laughs> the piranha plant has a name? I, I, judging. No, I'm not, I'm not. I just. Oh, oh I, I actually, I love him. Have ever. Yeah, yeah. So, so the um, I don't think I've ever seen that. Before. So Petey the piranha plant is a specific piranha plant that had is not in a pot and has legs and arms and he's underwear. <laughs> he's a racer. Yeah, he's a racer. Why does he need what? underwear? <laughs> okay, who we, doesn't? We need all underwear? need underwear. He's a plant. <laughs> he doesn't have genitals. Why does Toad need underwear? <laughs> he doesn't. Still wears it. Wait, no, he's not a. Is he a plant? No, he's a mushroom. He's not a mushroom. Well, he's the, he's but he's not a plant. But he's right? still that's true. He's Mushrooms a fungus. Do need underwear. That's so right. fungi need underwear. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but how do piranha plants, which presumably are carnivores and eat meat, get rid of their waste? Well, like the Venus flytraps eat bugs. Yeah. So how do they get rid of their waste? I don't know. Maybe they poop in the soil. Mm -hmm. I yeah, but if, it, if something yes. dissolves, does it go into the plant's body? I, I'm having another chicken nugget moment. No, 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 no. Just, just, no. just go to the Wikipedia page. Ashley, what character cafe would you have a game cafe character cafe game? Morgana from Persona 5. Oh, you just have Cafe Le bon. That's very. No, because you can feed Morgana spaghetti. So it, just a curry. Again, let me get this straight. You'd have a cat cafe as well. <laughs> no, because it only has one cat in it. Which, which version a, of Magana is in the, so, is it the one in the med metaverse or the one just like with the bandana? Mm. Both. Oh, okay. Good. There's like, so you know how they have like Hello Kitty cafes. So it's like themed all around Hello Kitty. This can be themed around Morgana. You yeah. can only eat a plate of plain spaghetti with no sauce and you're not allowed to have utensils because that's how he ate it. Venus flytraps absorb their prey. What does that mean? They do have a digestive system of sorts, but it serves as a somewhat different purpose. I would have, as a cafe, a Cuphead cafe. Oh. And it would be very, like, creepy. It would be creepy. It would have a lot of weird corners and, like, different sections that would be themed. Um, and all of the all of the staff would talk like this the whole time. And it would be really great. And I would have a great time there. Cool. <laughs> yes. And they would serve me. You, and, your and walk cycle would the, change the, as soon as you enter the room. You would like have to walk like this. I feel like <laughs> I'd never be jaunty able to get past the door. I was compared to olive cafe. oil once, and I have never recovered <laughs> from that. Really? Yes. This is. Oh my god. This is I think like that's a Halloween costume that, that you should consider for the rest of your life. I, that yeah. makes so much yeah. sense. Yeah. Next question. Thanks, No Scope Radio. Uh, this is from Maleficueer. Mountain Dew and tequila. Yay or nay, Ashley? Yay or nay? No, Chelsea. Ooh. Yay or nay? I thought that they the Fab Five was very harsh on that. I probably would drink it. What the Fab Five? Queer Eye, new Queer Eye on Netflix, which is a very good show. I've only seen two episodes, but I did see that one. Allegra, yay or nay? Nay. I would say yay. We are split once again. How? The first time a Slytherin Sounds. and a Hufflepuff but have that's agreed. Disgusting. 
disgusting. How could you justify I mean, that taste? Girl, I drink fireball. I forgot what I drink. Fireball and but ginger fireball ale. Fireball tastes like candy. That's true. Tequila tastes like sewer water with mountain dew. Okay, so you just have a bad opinion about tequila. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. A table divided. (laughs) Moving on. Next question before we're torn apart again. Um, This is from I Has No Soul or perhaps L Has No Soul. Best Brigitte ship. Brigitte, the new Overwatch hero, which we will be talking about later in this segment. Uh, I think Brigitte and Farah because I like the idea of them growing up together and being like BFF. Um, and oh, yes. also their armor kind of looks similar. Like they both have the big protruding chest areas that are not boobs. Um, <laughs> the big protruding chest armor. And um, I think that they they would be super cute together. What's their ship name? Brigara. Brigara. Faragit. <laughs> Sounds like an exotic dog. Faragita. <laughs> Ashley, what's the best Brigita ship? I don't know. I, I, I think you present a pretty compelling case because they would have been about the same age. Hmm. Farabri. What? Nope, that's worse. No. No. no you Farabri? Can't. Farabri. No. That's hard to say. No. They're all hard to say because Brigida's name is hard to say. No, it's not. Brigida. <laughs> Simone Chelsea. can't win today. <laughs> Chelsea, what's your best Brigida ship? I'd, I I kind of was thinking Tracer, if that's kind of a boring choice, but it's like a size comparison. like a, Trigonometry Yes, is what that ship name would be. Sure. Why? <laughs> because sure. It's, it's easy to say. Wait, wait how? I'm gonna but cry. How? Because <laughs> it's tracer it... and then Brigida, so trig. I thought of Hanzo. So trigonometry. Oh, because the, but that's Hanzo's line is trigon. Okay. Okay, it's confusing. He ships it. He's <gasps> been shipping it all along. Oh my god. That seems weird. That, that is, is kind of weird, weird actually. It's kind of perverse. I don't know that I like that. Not in like a creepy way. He just think he loves he. Let me rewind that back. He supports their relationship. That's why he yeah, loves he math. Just, he's just <laughs> out there shouting the one true pairing. Can we go to the, the next question? This no, I want you really, to answer this question. I go with Brigida and Farah. Farbri. No. <laughs> one final question for our lightning round today, and then we'll go into what we're playing. This is from the Dorabot. Favorite video game cutscene. Ooh. Who has an answer for me? Um, I like the glitched out heavy rain. Sean! Sean! <laughs> that's my favorite. The thing about that that's great is like, it's both the cutscene, but then it's also the game. I know, like, but it it's still going. going on. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, I mean, we have a whole show about great cutscenes. Honestly, yeah. I'm thinking of the Final Fantasy X one with the laughing, which I'm still not over. I think the ones I rewatch most often, though, the, the Sean cutscene, I rewatch a lot. Um, any, I'm going to typical me any cutscene from assassin's creed syndicate where jacob and evie are like ribbing each other and being cute siblings uh is my favorite cutscene um the table's covered in weird sticky stuff that i can't stop touching Mm. um and yeah yeah sean sean what about you chelsea man i'm thinking a lot about uh Tomb Raider, the recent ones, because that game had amazing. I don't just feel like it had really amazing cinematic moments. Like the first opening shot, which actually was parodied in the trailer for the new movie. Mm-hmm. Like they, she's like flung out of a boat, and it's just kind of like a beautiful dramatic opening where I'm like, this feels like cinematic in a great way. Yeah, it feels honorable, honoring the games and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yes, good answers. Well, let's talk about what we are playing. Ashley, you've been reviewing Moss this week, which is a yes. very adorable looking VR game about a cute mouse. It is. It is very adorable. It is very good. Um, I previewed it at E3 last year, um, and then I finished the game in about two sittings. It's pretty short. Mm-hmm. It's like, um, I guess, like roughly three and a half hours. It's personally, it's hard to tell because when you're in VR, you just have no sense of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is so much, I just, I'm not a big fan of VR games. Um, just one, because it's just like, it's really clunky to set up. It's expensive. Like, and I have glasses and it's like kind of shitty sometimes to do uh, VR. But um, Moss is fantastic it's very cute um it's kind of interesting because you get to control like like you can move her around 
uh, with the analog stick, but you're actually playing the part as the reader, which is this like unseen, visible, invisible force rather. Mm -hmm. So it's it's like primarily um, like a puzzle game with like platforming elements. So, you know, you get to figure puzzles out with her and then you can, you know, like move some objects sometimes like and help her out and like. So you move stuff for her and then you move her through the obstacles. And then there's like basic combat, like a little bit. She has like a little sword and it's really cute because she goes, how much did you ever read the Redwall books? No, but I know there's so much yeah, comparison yeah. to that. Um, That's what I, and I, I don't mean this in a derogatory way, like any game that is like Redwall would be a good game to me because I loved those books growing up, mm-hmm. although the hares were my favorite animal um, in that series. But yeah, so what's the what's the plot of it like? Um, so the plot is, there's like a story, there's a narrator, so she's kind of telling you the story as you're playing it and you kind of... Um, see, you know, this like prequel and then you start like playing around as Mm -hmm. Quill. But, um, you know, like her uncle, she finds like some like magical glass or whatever and her uncle's like, oh my God, Quill, why do you have that? And she's like, what? He's like, why do you have that? I'll be right back. Oh my God, just hold on. And then he like disappears and she's like, oh shit. Is my uncle dead? Is he okay? And then it's like, you know, she's like going in to try to find him. And um, I mean, the, the story to me actually for the first time was not, the thing I was interested in the most Mm -hmm. because the second that I um, booted it up, I was like totally floored because I've played a couple VR games before, but Mm -hmm. this one is by far the best one I've ever played. Mm -hmm. Like it just, I remember I was looking around, like when you boot up the game, it looks like you're literally in the great hall from Harry Potter, Harry Potter. Um, But it was like crazy because like every single scene, like, I would make sure to just like look behind me, look up and look around me. And like, there's so much detail mm-hmm. and it's not just like, a, Oh, you're in this world thing. It's like, you're there, but they do kind of encourage you to like lean forward or like stand up a little bit. Or, so like, do you move feel around. like a floating entity within that world? Or is it kind of like Lucky's tale where it's almost like you're looking down on it's like almost so it's like a toy set each yeah it's more like that because each um scene or setup it's like almost like a diorama mm-hmm. so your camera is fixed like you can't move like your yeah. own camera you just have to like move her around but you can move your own position oh and, like okay. so that means like um one time uh quill was like on a piece of driftwood like up here and like i had to have her like run over, but then I just kind of was like, wait a minute. And then I stood up and like, I could look over the piece of driftwood and she could like walk over there. And there's like all all this detail that I didn't see if I just didn't stand up. That is so fucking cool. It's very cool. And it's on PSVR? It's on PSVR and nothing else. That is, so I mean like, I don't have a PSVR. (laughs) Do I buy? Excuse me. PSVR is, I feel like it is baby's first VR, where if you have a PS4 comparatively, it's the easiest one to get. Yeah. Because you don't need a gaming PC. You don't need to worry about the w- the guts of your machine. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just have a PS4. Yeah, that's true. Because I found that, like, you, all you do, I mean, there's a bunch of wires, but you just, like, plug some stuff in. Mm-hmm. It like, the setup for that is not as nearly as complicated as, like, Vive or something. Like yeah. That. yeah. And you don't need the move controllers, right? You just use no, the No, you just need the, pl- uh, there's a PlayStation camera that you just, like, mount on your desk. Mm-hmm. Um, and that like tracks your movement for you. But um, yeah, it's pretty easy to set up. Though I think my favorite thing about that game was, oh my God, when you like go in, there's some areas where like you can see where Quill lives, like her and her uncle. And you're like inside this tiny like mouse home. And it looks very like rustic and like old JRPG <laughs> Final Fantasy like. And like I was just literally living my dream of like, I am in a Final Fantasy game. Like I'd be in a That's library so cool. or I'd be like in a temple and like I genuinely like would look up and you could see like the light source. There's like an Oculus up there or like mm-hmm. you're positioned at all these very interesting angles so that like you can sort of maximize taking in your surroundings instead of like we're just going to look over a quill or we're going to be behind her shoulder or we're going to be her. Like it was mm-hmm. so much better that I could watch her move around. So it feels diorama like a lot of times. It right? does, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like honestly, I am, 
I I want VR to catch on, and I I feel like it, it hasn't caught on as a general consumer movement, but I want it to so much because I want experiences like that yeah. where it's just like like the Disneyland mm-hmm. experience of just suddenly I am in this other world. Like that happened when I went to the Harry Potter. I didn't go to Harry Potter Disney World, but there was a Harry Potter exhibit that came to Seattle once, mm-hmm. and you know they had the train Ooh. pull up there oh. and like sort of not sets from the movies or books but just like it felt very immersive and just like that little taste of it was like oh suddenly i'm crying yeah um so i like that's why i really want vr to continue and be more accessible and i i feel like i don't i'm not necessarily super confident about (laughs) that but i want it to happen what set moss apart though was that it was less like a vr game and like they treated it more like an aesthetic experience really Mm -hmm. so i think that's like the major thing that makes it different from the other vr games i've played because there's like games that are ported to vr like skyrim there are games that are like sort of made for vr but like like job simulator, right? Yeah. But then like there's this and I just feel like this studio like put so much artistic thought into how to present things and how you interact with things that like it really feels like you have like a photographer or something like positioning you every time. That's super cool. It, and it seems yeah. like Quill is very convincing feeling real. Quill is so cute. Mm-hmm. I, even though she's a mouse, like she's a lot smaller than I thought. And at one point, so you um, you can like hold her to heal her. Um, oh and you, and you, no! And then like, if you like pet her too, like you can like feel her heartbeat. Oh. Fuck and it's right really cute. Off. And then at one point, Fuck off. I you should I, have led with that, girl. Oh no! Come on! I, I accidentally one time did this. I accidentally high fived her, and I almost cried. Oh no! Because I did that, and she was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh god! I'm so glad you have a new best friend. I, uh, and you're so cute. You're also playing Celeste. Oh yes. Hard left turn. Hard left turn. <laughs> Hard. Because um, it's a difficult game. Yeah. Jeez. I yes. mean, after what Allegra Your said, game is hard about uh the different kinds of assist modes and like they are extremely flexible about the different types of things that you can turn on which is very useful like i just turned on um like you can have like one extra dash for example which mm-hmm. like was immensely helpful mm-hmm. but this was like the type of game where i was like i'm gonna get it because everyone recommended it and i downloaded it and i started playing it i was on the couch and then five minutes later I'm going from slouching to like sitting up straight. And then another five minutes I stand up and then I'm still playing. And then another five minutes I shit you not, I'm like pacing from the couch to the bathroom, like playing it. And I just like, I don't know. I had to like keep moving. Then I went to the kitchen. Then I went to the bedroom and I was just like, oh my God, this fucking game. And like it was weird. The magic of Nintendo Switch. Because it wasn't even like... It was borderline not fun because I was walking around everywhere, but it like made me move because I was just like, uh, no, I need to get into a different position. No, I can do this. I can do this level. There's mm-hmm. some kind of like weirdly comforting feeling about the repetition of that game, like going through the level over and over and over and over again because you keep dying. I guess that's the feeling that people have when they play like Dark Souls or whatever. Of just like, okay, I'm gonna what? get this. I just yeah. learned like what was one voice? extra move I have to <laughs> make. Dark Souls. Dark We're like Souls. Dork Souls, am I right? <laughs> hey. I've that never was played a really it. Bad high five. No, I've never played it. Either. That's why it was a bad high five. But anyway, so yeah, like I totally get what you're saying, Ashley, because I remember when I first played it, I was like at the doctor and I was like, okay, whatever. I'm just gonna like lean back, chill out in the waiting room. And then I was like so tense by the doctor. End of, was like, like, what's wrong with your blood pressure? <laughs> yeah. This is <laughs> before I like got into yeah. my doctor and I was they were like, Okay, you have to come in and I suspended it. And I was like tense because it just really like makes you snap to attention. It really does. And like I kind of felt bad because you know, I paid all this money and i was like i haven't bought a switch game like since odyssey like this is gonna be great i'm gonna spend money and then i did and literally 15 minutes later i was like no no more i don't want to i don't want to do this <laughs> you, and i was like oh so are you done with celeste no i'm not but like okay. i just like wanted to put it down and like haven't really like i've come back to it like maybe once or twice but i was like man if i was gonna just pay more money for another switch game at least it should be something that not after 15 minutes i'm like okay you know what but I it, need to take a break. But it's almost good because the game is like, well, you couldn't take a break because there's so many save points and all that stuff. And so it's, I don't know, it's like welcoming and telling you, I don't hey, know. it's cool, take a I break. I got to a point where even with like turning on the extra dash, I'm like, I literally have no idea how you would do this normally though. Like mm-hmm. I need someone to like show me or like if there are 
I guess I need to look up Let's Plays, but there's like this one area where I was like, this is physically impossible. What are you, are you supposed to, what are you supposed to do? And then I thought I cracked the code. And I was like, I'm so clever. I No, I didn't. I, it's very hard. Good to know. Chelsea, you are playing Monster Hunter World still, mm-hmm. and you are upset about drop rates. Oh, man. Well, this game is making me superstitious, which I thought Allegra could relate to. Really? Okay. It's not even, I have suspicious not. Suspicious or superstitious? Super, no, superstitious. I, mean, I can relate to, but superstitious. I Let mean, me just changed my notes here. Because you wrote suspicious. Well, autocorrect, I don't know. Good. <laughs> Why are you superstitious? What's happening? Um, what, what's your ritual? I don't ha- I'm trying to figure out a ritual, which is like, basically, there are, like the kind of the cycle of the game is like you're trying to kill monsters and after you reach high rank you're like trying to get specifically hard to find parts mm-hmm. which are like they they drop very rarely like these gems and of course the stuff you want to make like the armor that you want to create always requires like that certain thing and i i play a lot with my with my boyfriend Sean we'll play in separate rooms and it we basically have figured out like if one of us wants something we'll never get it and I, I even tweeted about this and a bunch of people responded to me. They're like, now you know about the desire sensor. And I'm like, what is that? And it's like the whole concept from Monster Hunter games that if you want something, the desire sensor starts to know it and you have to put it out of your mind. Because is that it, a real like algorithmic no, thing? No, no. But peop, it's superstition. Oh. There's even a Twitter account for it. Wow, <laughs> really? Seriously. What do they wow. tweet about? I don't, weird shit. Desires. Is Desires? this specific to the Monster Hunter I think it's specific franchise? to the Monster Hunter franchise. So literally I have to be like, no, I'm going to remove all the, you have a wish list in the game so you can like keep track of this stuff. And I'm like, no, I'm going to remove all the stuff I actually want from the wish list. And only put oh in my garbage. Oh, wow. <laughs> Wait, I, has that worked? No. <laughs> I can't imagine like you take one of those reporter notepads and just start writing down what you want and then folding it, putting it in your pocket. Eating it. Lighting yeah. it on fire. <laughs> yeah, sending it, like, its ashes up the chimney. Turning exactly. away from the TV I'm and like, eating it. No, I'm just not going to think about what I want. I'm going to think about something else to trick it, so which is so weird. crazy behavior. Not, I mean, no, sorry to ableist language, unhealthy behavior. It not is, this is the opposite of that book, The Secret. Yes, <laughs> exactly. I do not. I should never wish for what I want. Oh wow. God! I should, what if Oprah played Monster Hunter though, and she used the secret? Up. <laughs> what if she's like the one? I bet Oprah is the one person who's powerful enough to be able to use the secret to get what she wants from the monsters. Do you think she could fix it for like people like Chelsea? No, no, okay. no. Only only she has that power uh, Wait, of will. But yeah, there are situations where both. Sean and I are after different things and I'll help him with his quest and he'll help help me with mine and he'll get multiple versions of the thing I want. No. And I get multiple versions of the thing he wants. And you can't trade. No. Oh. I think what you need to like get rid of every single component of the armor that you want to make so the game thinks that you just don't give a fuck about it. Do not it. give a fuck. I think you need to get rid of worldly possessions and just go. Yeah, actually live like a hermit. Yes. Every get rid of everything except whatever machine you're playing Monster Hunter. Oh my god, on. I think you should also like give it some space just to be like two weeks of like, no, I no. don't care. Be withholding. It'll, it'll yeah. 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 I don't need to off on whatever. being withholding. <laughs> the thing that I feel about like wanting something like that to happen like wanting something to drop is that when it does drop you feel so responsible for it you're like i i envisioned i did it i willed this into <laughs> being and it came true and then when it doesn't drop you feel like i, I just didn't try hard enough i didn't i didn't i didn't envision hard enough it yeah, was i did it's all your fault or i didn't like i didn't cut like there's literally no science to this but when you kill the monster you can go up to it and cut it like you cut it up and cut some items from it and it's like, well, if I go to this part, well, maybe I'll get it there. Maybe. Doesn't actually matter. But yeah. Uh, yeah. You can just like, there's all these ways where you're like, come on, video game. Give me the thing I want. And none of it actually matters. But yeah. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Allegra, you're playing a ton of games this a week. A lot of games this week. Let's start with Where the Water Tastes Like Wine, which is a game that I'm interested in, not just because of the title and my love for wine, <laughs> but because it's about folklore and it has cool-ass art. Tell it does have cool-ass art. Uh, review should be up on polygon.com what? right about Polygon. now. Polygon.com. So I won't spoil too much there, I guess. But yeah, Where the Water Tastes Like Wine, it was first announced years ago and finally is out, I think like over three years ago now. Um, and it has this really incredible cast of 
voice actors and this really impressive writing um, credits, like all these other game journalists and game critics and game designers contributed to the writing. So it is very heavily about writing and storytelling and Mm -hmm. just the act of what I find really interesting about it as a writer, (laughs) as a writer, as a writer um, (laughs) is that it is very much about the collection of stories, which I think is like life is just, you know, a string of scenes that we are all experiencing and remembering and then <laughs> potentially Why are you retelling. Laughing? I'm sorry. sorry, this sounds very pretentious. I'm sorry, I just really wanted to follow that with like, yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I just like ride. Uh, anyway, so sorry. Ride Allegra. It's a fucking ride. Uh, <laughs> Allegra hippie. Right down the library, man. Let's book. Um, okay. Oh, shit, this water does taste like wine. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically it's just like... <laughs> essentially, you're playing as this guy's dude wandering across the literal country. Like, you're basically a dude on an overworld map that is the country. Hardcore. And... <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to be serious about this guy. I'm serious you don't, you don't, don't mind me. Fuck you, man. I'm just responding to what you're putting out here. <laughs> I'm just saying I want to put out my vibes to the earth. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> you're a wanderer and you're just collecting these stories in the hopes of finding out where the water tastes like wine. So you run into like different weird things. Like maybe you uh, like happen upon a lighthouse and someone in the lighthouse is like, Hey dude, can you help me? And you have choices to say like, no, or yes. And then that changes the story you end up with. Mm. Um, And then as you go on, you meet these other travelers who are similarly trying to find some foretold place. Um, They won't necessarily reveal that information to you until you encounter them again and again, which you have the option to or not probably you should because um i get the sense that they're the people who will help you find where the water tastes like wine and when you meet them this is the part of the game i'm not as enamored of um because you collect all these experiences it's really cool because you have a hand in them it feels really personal because it's like oh i remember this and you know i go from new york having gone to this lighthouse and then i end up in kentucky and someone else is telling me about the story of the lighthouse that i already experienced and so it like expands in the telling it's Mm -hmm. really interesting how it talks about both collecting the stories and then having those stories told back but when you're telling those stories to these other people who are similarly on some kind of epic journey um it becomes kind of like a weird puzzle game where it's basically like oh i want to hear a funny story and it brings up your whole collection of experiences up to that point and you have to like sift through being like oh okay what's the appropriate funny story because i want to try and like tease out this woman's story from her and to do that you have to like please her and sometimes that doesn't work so instead of playing a character you're kind of playing two yeah these other characters like it basically reduces your really personal meaningful memories into like trading cards or collectibles or something which felt really jarring to me um but that's you know i mean that is a significant part of the game but the other little stories that you collect in order to complete those segments um those are really fun to find so that's kind of been the thing that's compelling me and literally just like taking a train from Detroit to like Texas or something weird like that. Like I've been from something weird, like Texas. I don't weird know why you like go there. Texas. But... <laughs> wow. You and Chelsea are just not I'm getting so along sorry. today. Um, but yeah, like I literally have gone from New York to Los Angeles already in the game, which is really cool. Where uh, is this PC only? It's PC Mac Linux right now. Yeah. I noticed that you didn't say it's on switch. <laughs> it's not on switch, but they said other platforms are possible. Damn it! I hate it when that happens because yeah. then it's like, ugh, I kind of want to wait. On... It's probably going to be the PS Vita. Hashtag PS Vita. Yeah. Hashtag PS Vita life. <laughs> this sounds really fucking cool. Um, the way that you described it kind of reminds me a little bit of Over the Garden Wall, as you know, one of my favorite Cartoon Network yeah. shows. Uh, in that it's one of the few things that explores a folklore that feels very uniquely american and not in a toxic way but in a strange fanciful kind of way yeah and that's one of the things that i love about that show like you wouldn't mistake it for happening in any other country yeah because it feels like very like down home yeah exactly (laughs) yeah it's very rooted in like american culture and american history it takes place during like the 
it feels like the gold rush era to me, but mm-hmm. they were saying like the depression era, but I feel like it's fake. It's my brand. Yeah. <laughs> well, if your t- trains across the country is like, I think more likely the gold rush or the depression. Yeah. It's like steam engines though. I don't know. Hmm. But I, I mean, yeah, because I think of Oregon Trail. So it just feels more like Oregon Trail era than depression, but whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm super yeah. into this uh, and I'm uh, going to hope for a Switch release. And if it doesn't come out, I guess I'll buy it on Steam. I mean, you can play it on, well, you was playing it on her MacBook Air. You could do that. But then I'd be playing it on a MacBook Air instead of on my Switch. I know. I don't understand this disconnect here. <laughs> Let's take a minute to talk about Mattress Firm. Hey, Ashley. Hi. I have one question for you. Mm-hmm. Are you struggling to get some shut-eye? Yep. Well, you're in luck, because I have a great tip for how you can zonk out more easily. Let me tell you about it. It's Mattress Firm, America's neighborhood mattress store. They let you stretch your budget further when you're looking for ways to improve your sleep. What have you done to try to improve your sleep, Ashley? Nothing. That was your first mistake. You should have gone to Mattress Firm. I should have. Now you know. They have the whole package that helps you transform your mattress into a bed. From adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor, uh, they have you covered. Do you know what you can do? No. Tell me. Sleep? Roll around? You will be able to sleep once you go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what deals are happening right now. Deals. 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 Mattress firm, M-A-T-T-R-E-S-S-F-I-R-M dot com slash podcast to see those sweet deals. And you know what, Ashley? You know what else deal they do? They offer you a 120-night sleep trial to ensure perfection and a 120-night low-price guarantee so that you know you paid the perfect price. Wow. That's like, what? what is that, like four months? It's so many days that I don't even know how many months it is. It's incomprehensible to me. It's definitely more than two which is amazing. That's a lot of sleep. That's a lot of hours that we spend sleeping. I wish I could sleep. I have anxiety about it. But luckily, I can sleep on a nice, cozy mattress for a mattress. I wouldn't have anxiety anymore. Again, go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to learn how your sleeping could be monumentally improved. And if you're still awake, we're going to go back to the Polygon show. Uh, Allegra, another thing that you're playing is still Sega... Bass fishing. I almost said base fishing. I was okay. Very well, actually, so last time I played real fishing too. Oh, so it's a different fishing this is game. A now. Different fishing. My game. question for you was: Do you have anything new and interesting to say about this? Yeah, it's a different game. Hello, oh, it's God. not the same goddamn game. I I think that fishing. I I fished as a child, and I still can't even find this. Come on, it's fishing. Uh, okay, Chelsea. We continue to <laughs> okay, not speak Slytherin. <laughs> Okay, I'm here to antagonize Allegra. So remember, specific real fishing too. I was like, okay, because again, it's my friend Andrew has this Twitch show called uh, Night Fishing on Saturday nights, where he plays fishing games. So last time we played real fishing too, he was bad at it, I was good at it, whatever, typical. But freaking Sega Bass fishing on the Dreamcast. Oh, oh, by the way, the series you really want to revive. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot more complex. So you can be a guy or a girl and um, you can go to like different locations. essentialist nonsense. And there's a tournament happening where you're trying to like get in the top ranks being the best fisherman. What's your backstory? What's our backstory? Yeah. Like why do you care so much about fishing? In the game? Yeah. (laughs) In real life, I don't. Um, Who are you? Well, Allegra, you forgot to say the fish you're fishing Mm -hmm. killed your dad. Oh, thank you, Ashley. Thank you, I was Ashley. That. It's he a hard subject for me. Nibbled to them him slowly to death, like mm-hmm. okay. It was yes. slow and torturous. Thank you for reminding me of how the freaking fish nibbled my dad from the feet up. Thank Gummed you. Him. The feet Gummed up. him right up. Can they at least start from all the butt? The, all that was left was an air, guys. Butt? <laughs> the butt. Ew. Um, <laughs> don't talk so about you're my dad's fish. Butt. Oh, turn. I, anyway, so fishing tournament. It's really hard. There's a lot of different like lures you can use and there's like, so you throw the lure in and you can actually like reel the fish in and it's mm-hmm. really hard because some of them are really heavy and you're trying to like basically accumulate the heaviest batch of fish by the end. The heavy. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. <laughs> there are really 
hard. Oh, God. You realize uh. next week Allegra's going to be like, well, I actually went fishing and I stood in the water. So this week we actually played a real game called fishing. But no, so it's really hard. We sucked. We got last place. Uh, I don't know if we caught a single fish in the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> so I Googled how heavy are bass fish. Uh, and the first funny thing that happened was that it says bass mass <laughs> the second thing is that it says a striped bass weigh, can weigh 69 pounds oh, which i think is, is nice, nice. <laughs> fish uh, are fucked up they are they should not be that big yeah. i don't like it the water is incomprehensible fish live down there mm. and they're huge yeah they're freaking huge what the fuck it's what? scary you're not around them most of what the time. What if I swim in a lake? Do you, what you, if you she would be afraid of a lot like a like a bat if you encountered if a I bat? Saw a are you worried it's gonna nibble you from the toes up? pound fish. What are you gonna do? What's no. it gonna do? No. <laughs> no. That is either the apex predator <laughs> in its environment or there's another bigger fish that would eat it. Mm -hmm. Nessie. I don't want to share space with that, even if it's just like brushing my well, legs. What about, okay, this, this, this makes you sound like you'd be upset to see a cow, which is a giant animal that just wanders around stupidly. You see the cow though. When you're in a lake, you don't see the fish until it's nibbling you up what? from your toe. Well, yes. How do you yep. feel about yep. dolphins and whales? I don't trust them. Wow. wow. Nope. Seals? No. Wow. Puffins. I, I do uh, like I seals okay, no, when they're on land. <laughs> birds? We've discussed how I feel okay, about no, birds no, already. No, we yes. can't go there. Okay, can I just say one more thing about bass One fishing. more thing about this fucking game. Okay, so... <laughs> One, you're an asshole. Two. <laughs> That's the thing. You said it. We're done. No, two. That was not the game. That was not the game. Two is on the Dreamcast. They released a fishing rod controller for this game. That's so you great. actually would use a little fishing rod. Labo. Okay. Yes. Labo. They'll bring it back. Sega's famous Labo. Oh my God, Nintendo so ripped off Sega. They did. They, they did. totally They're did. They're in court right now. Goes down in history right now. Part-time UFO is another game that you're playing. That game makes me and very- And the last game that we'll talk about today. Very mad. Why? That's what that game makes me. It's by Hal, who made Kirby, our favorite. We all love Kirby, right? Very cute. Has a really cute aesthetic. This little UFO. He lands on Earth. He doesn't have any money. I guess he needs money. I don't know totally. why. So then all these dudes are like, or people, excuse me, um, are like, oh, we'll give you a little part-time work because you have a little crane attached to you so you can help me lift a box that I'm too lazy to lift and a little orange that I'm too lazy to lift because I'm a fucking lazy-ass farmer. So you kind of just wow. go in these levels. I'm We're really going to unpack that later. <laughs> <laughs> so you go through these levels and there's basically like targets like okay you have to stack three items or whatever mm -hmm. starts out first three levels easy whatever i stack three oranges i got three fish get There's me to the anger level. take me to the anger and the anger comes on level four i have to stack a tower of cheerleaders and yes, has to be god like yes two meters high and i'm like okay that's fine like they're in different positions so it looks like you can make them like in a pyramid that's like three cheerleaders okay high. Sorry, it's, go oh, it's I'm more than three. It. It's like five. But the UFO is really small and really, <laughs> it's really small and it's really weak. So it can't really like carry the cheerleaders or anything very straight. It's always on the precipice of dropping everything. So I try to like put the cheerleaders down gently and they just end up falling on their sides. And then I just have a massive cheerleaders on top of each other on their sides. And they're You're still right, that not doesn't two sound meters straight. <laughs> <laughs> and it's infuriating it's infuriating and i tried this level so many times and i literally i had my friend try it yesterday i was like do this level for me because he kept making fun of me for not being able to do it and he's like oh it's so easy it's so okay actually no it's not easy fuck this game and then i just it's a metaphor never played it again so let's have another lightning round answer some questions about fitty oh fuck off What's the trick for big mouth Billy Bass fishing? Asks Mouthhouse Vids with a gif of Billy Bass, which uh, I had as a child. Ugh. I remember oh, when those were obsessed with it. Those were a fucking trend for Why? Like a couple years. I kinda, now I feel kind of bad for it. Okay, next question. This is from Grantimus Max. If Guillermo del Toro were to direct a video game movie, like he did for comics movies and Hellboy, which video game would benefit most from the GDT experience? Mm. 
Oh, wait. Bayonetta. Oh. oh. Yes. Good. Getting away from the Kojima, which is where the mind goes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it could be like, he definitely does hell in those aspects and demons already well. Oh, God. He could do a Catherine movie. Hmm. You that guys also have interesting has choices. I was going for like Diablo or something. Ooh. Or Skyrim, which I don't know how that would work. But like. Why Skyrim? I don't. I just think of like fantasy movies or fancy games rather mm-hmm. with like big monsters and like sort of hellish things so i guess more diablo it's like fairy tale kind of shit Actually, yeah because yeah. i was thinking it's like he always has this like very dark but fairy tale spin on it mm-hmm. so i think maybe like ooh, this is just a random th- vagrant story mm. yes you people some of you know what i'm talking I about give, I got give me a, a 10 second summary of vagrant story i mean well you're reading it oh it's an action rpg it's, developed and published by square <laughs> that's yeah, my playstation one it looks like it kind of has demons in it yeah it does it's it's dark i will i'll find out what that is later <gasps> oh uh, what God. if he directed the mario movie mm. sorry what were you gonna yes. say i i was gonna say that but also a Shin Megami Tensei game would be very good. Perfect. Not Persona, but like mainline. Yeah, the mainline. Mm-hmm. Next question. And also, uh, if you are watching on Twitter, we'll be doing the Twitter after show this week and we'll be playing the newlywed game again. So you can tweet your newlywed game questions to hashtag Polygon Show. Uh, the ones that worked really well last time were the like, would you do this or that questions or would you eat this or that or whatever, this or that. Those worked really well. Uh, it, we love those. Any questions we'll do, though, um, we'll be doing that after the show's over. Back to this lightning round. This is from St. Alia. Which game without a character creation system would you most like to create a character in? Mine would be Horizon Zero Dawn. Yes. (laughs) That's a very good choice. Uh, Do you have any other ones? I hate playing as men unless they are cute teen boys. (laughs) So any game where you have to play as a man. What? Okay. No. Anytime I have the option to play as a woman, even if I don't really like the character design, I'm going to be a woman. That's cool. I would like to create my own persona character. Oh, yeah. yeah. That'd be very cool. You'd be super cute, first of all. Like, there would be no uncute options. And you would have, uh, it would take me 10 hours to choose my outfits, except not because I'd just be a school uniform. (laughs) (sighs) My weekend outfit. What if, like, Breath of the Wild... Because if you had the ability to play all of the very amazing races oh, yeah. in Breath of the Wild, that'd be so cool. That'd be very cool. Yes, yes, yes. What about you, Ashley? Um, I agree with Persona. I don't have any original thoughts. <laughs> character creation. You're so original. I'm so sorry. I, I would I, design I, a character in... Uh, no, you can't design a character in Bass Fishing. Never mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, about that it. would be good. Maybe you can't really. I would design a fish. No! I would design my own kind of fish. Mm. How the fuck is he going to reel in his own kind? He doesn't have arms. Maybe you're playing no, as no, a bass No, I try to catch water. my fish. Oh. Oh. Yeah, okay. you, I designed a What if this fish. is a whole a fishing game just full of user-generated content, so you go out there and you just Holy see a lake shit. full of, like, like, fishes created by Polygon fans or something? Oh! Yes. <laughs> oh, yes. no! I don't want that at all. I, wow. I don't really either, but... <laughs> yes. No. Next question. Mm. This is from Edgy Pooh. If you could turn one game into a dating game, which one would it be and how would it work as a dating game? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh my God, this is going to take some thought. Does anyone have an immediate response to this? Hmm. <gasps> oh, okay. Katamari. Uh, we love Katamari, the best iteration of Katamari. You're finding your cousins around the world. Oh. And I wish that instead of finding your cousins, you're finding like romantic partners. And so basically you have to complete each level looking for someone that you would want to date. And then at the end of the level, if you rescue them, you get to go on a date. And then it turns into like a cutscene where you're like taking them out to dinner. Mm-hmm. And then if it works, you go and like now you have a girlfriend or boyfriend back home. And then you just have a harem by the end. Mm. Okay. I like that. I like, I like that. that. Yeah. What about you, Chelsea? Um, I, I want the Phoenix Wright kind of uh, engine where you're trying to exam, mm-hmm. like you're on a date and you're trying to like examine all the statements to to see if you see if they're true. You are suspicious. Yes, but also see if you like them. So you could like have to present evidence of like 
I have not fully formed this idea. No, so I, I love this idea because <laughs> I would immediately date Edgeworth. Obviously, <laughs> my OTP dreams would come true. Oh. Uh, I can see that working like before the date, like if it was a Tinder date or something. Yeah, and then, you're having to go online and like get yeah. all the scraps, and then you when the, you you have all this stuff that you've googled from the person, and then when you go to the date, you're like, they say something, and then you like present evidence that's a lie, objection, like. <laughs> Oh my what? God. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm Very so suspicious. Game. Oh my God. I love that. I don't know. I can't decide. Cause then I, I feel like that would turn into a sort of system where say, if you can, you can pull out your, like the answer that you know, your date likes. That's which true. Which is, I guess what romance mechanics are like in every game, but it feels not as good to me, you know? Yeah. Like it's funnier just to prove them as liars, I guess. Yeah. Sorry. So you're dating a bunch of liars. Yes. <laughs> it's like Catfish, the game. <gasps> oh. Holy shit. But yes. yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have stumbled Catfish. upon yet another layer of the, oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> we have a dating game, and then we have the Catfish game, which is like the partner to the dating. It's like mm -hmm. the, the opposite side of it. Mm -hmm. Is the Catfish game, are we catfishing, or are we being, or are we, Preventing no, no we're like we're Max and Neve, I think. Yes, exactly. We're yeah. Max and Neve. Yeah, we're solving crime. It's a mystery game, but we're solving <laughs> catfish crimes. Crimes Screw of the your dating game prompt. We're making a mystery game. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was thinking about mystery games already because there's a Miss Fisher game now. Miss Fisher's Murder Mysteries is one of my favorite shows, and I love murder mysteries, but I also want Jack and Franny to f f kiss. <laughs> forever <laughs> you cannot stop kissing yet please kiss forever they honestly they need to kiss for at least like five years to make up for the fucking pain i've been through ashley do you have a dating game or a game that you'd like to be a dating game um i think like some spin on battle chef brigade so you could like create battle fuck brigade wow no that's absolutely not where i was going <laughs> oh no uh <laughs> It it's just it was wholesome. It's that you uh, create these dishes tailored to the person that you like, you know, or you guess the person, you know, your love interest, but based on their appetite, not a. I like that. I well, like that a lot. <sighs> the name was crying out to be said. No, it wasn't. Yeah. It was not even a pun. You're not in here. Chef and fuck do not sound the same. <laughs> They're both one syllable. Yeah, you could have you could have said Battleship Brigade. That's so much better. <laughs> no, that's a double pun. No, no. Yes, it is. No, it's I'm upset by the, a, a, Anyway, I, I don't even want to plan this out because I, I oh, like wait, your idea. Actually, battle. Speaking about Battlestar Galactica, the game, <laughs> right? And you know, you always have to figure out who the fuck is the Cylon. But twist. Who's fucking the Cylon? Who's fucking the Cylon? And what if? And then, and then, if you're like, "Oh, I'm fucking the Cylon," then you need to keep your romance a secret. Otherwise, you're gonna get killed. <gighs> if you realize, "Oh, I'm fucking the Cylon," yeah, forbidden <laughs> romance like, game. Like, oh, Shannon, you're a Cylon. Okay, <laughs> I, Shannon. I'm for, I'm, I'm angry, but I will protect you from everyone on this ship. Yes, <laughs> yes, this is a good idea. Let's talk about some news. We all saw Black Panther! Yay! Yay. This is less news and more go watch that fucking movie because it it's is really news good. in our lives. You're right. Yeah. It is news for us and it's a movie review from us. Uh, should we go around and have like a one word feelings on Black Panther? Yes. One word. Okay, my word was going to be yes, but now. My gonna, word was going to be yes. My word is now going to be perfect. That's a good word. Chelsea. Fierce. Ashley. Empowering. Yay! What do we give me give me your feelings? Oh. Give them to me now. Um, I will defer to you guys because you saw it more recently, but I will say I wrote about it on polygon.com. You did write about it. Did. So I would recommend you guys go check out my op-ed from earlier this week. Well, but I didn't read that, so no. You should go check out my op-ed from earlier this week. Why don't you just tell week. me your thoughts? So I will give you the nut graph of my op-ed on... I <laughs> love a nut graph. Nut graph is a thing. So anyway, um, yeah, basically like... <laughs> 
nut- don't get distracted by Ashley. And a nut graph is a thesis said. statement of a journal of a news article or feature story. Yeah, it's just um, called a nut graph. Nobody knows. So as <laughs> what did you find? <laughs> I just looked up nut graph, and for some reason, this advice opens with the title "Having Trouble Writing Nut." And I, <laughs> I don't understand what that means. It's about porn, baby. Anyway, uh, we literally have like eight minutes left okay, in the show, so you need to tell us your fucking feelings. A very abbreviated as a lady of color. I don't really like Marvel movies, not because I'm a lady of color. I just don't really like Marvel movies, but I also just have never really related to like superhero movies. I mean, obviously, like in my story, I was like, I really wish I looked like Black Widow, like her body's banging. I really love Peter Parker because I think he's my beautiful son and I want to protect him, but also I'm really anxious and stuff. Um, but this is the first one where I was like, yo, yes, these people remind me of like my African relatives. Mm-hmm. My like aunt looks like that and I can like actually see myself in these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, really rad. And as Ashley said, empowering. So I super, super loved it. I even went with my mom and she loved it. Oh my God. Does she usually watch Marvel movies? No. Sick. I fucking loved that there was and I, the mild spoilers, I guess, but like that they're the, battle at the end wasn't a turn into like let's fight a bunch of robots let's fight this huge world destroying force it was just like let's grapple with two sides of a very complex issue that probably doesn't even have two sides but it did come down to that and there was just so much empathy i think in the portrayal of killmonger and the portrayal of black panther and it it felt very the stakes felt so big and so real um while not being like overblown or like on this this scale where you could no longer like relate to it because it's about robots destroying the world it was about people no it was about it was definitely about people yeah it was also so simone and i saw it together we did it was great. We drank a lot of sangria. We drank sangria, fancy movie theater. But my my takeaway was like the women are leading this story. Mm-hmm. And I was just so excited. But like to see their their scenes where it's like, oh, the women are taking charge, they're making all the moves, they're just like killing it. Literally also- every secondary character that like had huge importance, huge relevance in the plot was a black woman. And that was so cool. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Also, to be that cool with the spear. Just like yeah. ugh. Yeah, Um, I really liked, though, aside um, everything that everyone said aside, um, I feel like it was the first Marvel movie for me that like stood on its own two feet. Oh, my God. Yeah. Because like it just it like it did like reference a little bit of, you know, what happened in the Avengers, but largely like. It mm-hmm. was contained. It, it is like its own self-sustaining movie, which was really nice. There were so few in jokes, so like, few references. That's what I mean. Like, and you have other like later, like Captain America: Civil War. I mean, like you can't. I mean, you can, but you can't really watch that without like context mm-hmm. of like pretty much everyone else. But this one was so good in that just like it's its own good standalone movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it doesn't need like Captain America barreling in. It doesn't mm-hmm. need Tony Stark. It's like. I think the cool thing is, is that, um, you know, they're sort of like this secret thriving society and Mm -hmm. they're just like, well, we don't need anyone to fucking know about that. Mm -hmm. And like, I just think that's so cool that while like everyone was battling aliens and robots in New York and where, what am I thinking? That country in the, it doesn't matter. Sokovia. Sokovia. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yes, the villain was, was human history because human history yeah, sucks. And I feel like there is a lot of empathy that the mm-hmm. movie did show, and like, I just yeah, I can't get over how the women are the backbone of yeah. Wakanda. Like they with tech, with like military force, with everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Black Panther um, to to Tala, like he's a cool character, but he also has to be very formal and rigid because he is you know this king now. Um, so it's really the women who I found far more intriguing and dynamic and with much stronger mm-hmm. personalities. So it's cool that the film also recognized that there and gave so them many. So I thought much of actually, time. do you remember that scene in a previous, oh God, a, it was a previous Marvel movie. It might've been in Avengers and Black Widow, I think like wants to approach, uh, T'Challa. Mm-hmm. And then like, I think like she wants to, and then like she comes face to face with, um, I think Okoye. And then like, I think it was like a standoff of just like move. <laughs> And then, like, I think, like, he said something like, oh, you you don't want to mess with her, by the way. And he was, like, talking to Black Widow. And I remember being like, who is that? And then I watched this movie, and I'm like, oh, Black Widow, you better not piss her off. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, you're better than everyone. 
<laughs> yes. Well, uh, other news from this week. There is a new Overwatch hero called Brigitte, as we mentioned earlier in the show, and we will now take two minutes <laughs> to speak about her. She is Torbjorn's daughter. She is. And Reinhardt's goddaughter, goddaughter, which is so fucking cute. Adorable. Yeah, I'm so fucking into that. Uh, I So I play, I did not play her yesterday, but I watched Jeff play. She's on the PTR right now. She's not in the full game yet. Uh, probably a few weeks or so. So she is a tank. Is that correct? No, she's a support hero. Oh, she is like support. a tank-like okay. support. Yeah, a very tank-like support. So she has a big-ass shield uh, that's just for her. And then she also just shoots healing juices all over the fucking place. Wait, she's repair Packs. Yeah, defense packs or repair. Yeah, Re repair packs, and then she has a flail. Mm -hmm. So she has like a melee, and then it also like extends. And then if you damage enemies with her flail, the bleh, your allies around you get healed. Yeah, which is so fucking cool. So I I love this because it combines, I guess, my shitty play style of running in and being a fool. Uh, with mm -hmm. benefiting the people around me because they'll be healed by my foolishness. Um, I just say my favorite yeah. thing, this is tangential what it is about Brigitte. Um, so when we tweeted it out, someone replied to our tweet being like, whoa, Torbjorn fucks? And actually, I think it was probably you. Yep. You're like, yeah, he has so many goddamn children. What are you talking about? Yeah. Holy shit. Really I believe I said, are you kidding? He has like a million kids. Yes. Yeah. He definitely, I almost wanted to link this person to that um, Onion article that's just mm. like local minister loves to fuck his wife or something. <gasps> I don't know. It, it's, it's what I thought of. And no. now it's what you'll all think of. Well, thank you. thank you for that gift. You're welcome. <laughs> Torbjorn fucking has been confirmed for like two years at this point. Yeah. Come on. Mm -hmm. Come on. Mm -hmm. No, I love, I love the way that this expands the lore, I guess, because overwatch as as a team and like the intricate relationships they all have is one of my favorite parts of the game and we have anna and farah mm -hmm. who are mother daughter and now we have a father daughter team and godfather the godfather the godfather team, team. <laughs> the godfather team i find that so cool and i i love uh, what she does so let us talk about one single email <laughs> It's it's six. <laughs> We're okay. I no. I I have a short. I have a short email. Um, I think I do. Yes, I do have a short email. Okay, we're gonna do one email, and then <laughs> then we will hop over to Twitter for our final, uh, our, our newlywed game and our after show. All right, this is from Nico. Hey, oh Polygon Show, thank you for being a great and nice and positive podcast. I have greatly enjoyed listening to you folks while I replay Borderlands Two with the sound off for the past couple of weeks that I've had off. I don't have a story or anything to precede this, so here's just a weird question to uh, get to without any sort of context. What two video game characters would you most want to have as your parents? For bonus points, describe how a parent-teacher meeting would go. Okay, so I, I chose this because it feels like a lightning round question. Um, what video game characters do you want to have as your parents? Ashley, you look sad. I don't know. It, like... I always say that, like, I want Joel to be my dad, but I also really like Joel. I, like, want to fuck Joel, so I don't know. <laughs> He's also kind of, like, a shitty dad, let's oh be honest. He's not. Okay, he, okay, good dad Wait, before no, no. zombies. Oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I revised my answer. It's Kratos. I want him to be my dad. There Another bad dad. Why? He, like, his whole family, he killed his, he killed his family, first of all. That's fine. He and he yells me. at his care. son. He, well, whatever, his son sucks. He's 12. Good. I'm older. I'm glad he's 12. I'm glad. Good. I, I can learn spearfishing first, bitch. Oh. Okay, okay. Kratos, yeah. do you, okay, Kratos is your dad. Kratos. Okay, okay, okay. Joel's your boyfriend. Okay, that's good. That's fine. Allegra. Okay, for my dad, I want it to be Kiryu from Yakuza. He's a very doting dad. He can punch the hell out of anyone, but also he can like put on a mascot, 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 mascot costume. And he's really sweet and funny. So I would love him to be my dad. And for my mom, my first thought was Toriel from Undertale, which is kind of a weird choice, but she ends up being actually 
pretty she's a, an interesting character and i like dynamic moms who are like kind of fierce dynamic a little bit scary moms. hello i am dynamic mom <laughs> i like dynamic mom uh yeah that's somebody's like tinder profile looking for and looking <laughs> dynamic moms baby but yeah I so i like cupid a fierce role model who's a little bit scary and intimidating okay. and i think she's exactly that i like that chelsea what about you i am struggling with this so i do i'm gonna probably give you a bad answer i was thinking about sojiro from persona 5 mm -hmm. because he's not a great dad but he grows into it and i think he also would teach me to make some good curry yes that's a very good answer shit yes uh yes. i don't have a mom yet though you don't have that's a mom okay yet. i don't have a mom that's okay you'll have one eventually yeah. don't worry about it you don't need to have one uh i would definitely choose uh Evie and Henry from Assassin's Creed Syndicate. I want them to be my parents. Henry's super sweet and nice. Evie is super funny and smart and beautiful. She would be a very dynamic mom. Um, or basically, yeah, maybe like Lewis from Stardew Valley. Not Lewis from Assassin's Creed Syndicate. No. I'm not that bad. Also, I don't think that Lewis should have children. I think his life has been really hard, and I think he just got... No, he would be a great dad. No, spiraling. This was not a short email. <laughs> no, yeah. it was. You know, okay. Wow. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to the Polygon Show. Uh, if you want to send us questions for our lightning rounds, you can tweet them to hashtag Polygon Show. If you want to send us emails, whether they're short or long, uh, you can send them to Polygon Show at Polygon.com. Uh, the thing that you should also do is rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if we get to 666, I have haven't checked but we want to get to 666 and if we get to 666 we have to get to 669 and then 6666 there's a lot of numbers is basically the what i've understood what i took away from high school math was that there are so many numbers and you can combine them <laughs> um <laughs> and we would like to combine more of them Ooh, all uh, the time why does math sound sexual now Oh, you God. are putting that on me. What? I did not it put that out. You said battle fuck brigade, it like not time. 10 minutes ago. I didn't and sexualize so. math, Ashley. I sexualized battle fuck brigade. Can we just like roll credits? And yeah. this has been the Polygon Show. <laughs> <laughs>Polygon Show listeners, it is me, Ashley Carmen. Hi, it's Caitlin Tiffany. We are the hosts of Why'd You Push That Button? In my opinion, great podcast from TheVerge.com, a tech website you've maybe heard of. We talk about all of the tiny decisions you make using technology. Yeah, like super liking someone on Tinder, stalking the Venmo feed. Turning on your read receipts. Read receipts. Read receipts. Agree to anyway, disagree. <laughs> we got new episodes coming March 6th. Yeah, and our first episode is going to be about memes. We're not going to give the whole show away. Just know it's about memes and it's going to be cool and interesting. So Guaranteed. Cool. Medium cool, super interesting. If you have complaints, send them to the Polygon Show. Some, yeah.